Hey guys, uh, welcome to another Cigar Talks with Jason. Uh, first of all, if you like this video, please like, comment, share, subscribe. I'd really appreciate it. Uh, today I want to talk about something that I get questioned about a good bit, um, you know, both beyond like Twitter, Instagram stuff, and as well as in real life. And that is open relationships. Uh, you know, if you look at the statistics, the number of open relationships or poly relationships just keeps increasing more and more every single year, uh, especially amongst the younger generations. And you know, I'll try to address as many things as I can when it comes to open relationships. And, you know, as a disclaimer, all of this is just my humble opinion based on my experiences, the things I've seen etc. And uh, another disclaimer, I never make categorical statements like this is this way 100% of the time. It's, or, you know, it's always like this. Uh, if I say something that sounds like that, what I actually mean is more often than not, or generally speaking, uh, something along those lines. So I guess the first question to address is, can open relationships work? Uh, short answer, yes, they can. Um, could world peace work? Sure, it could work too, but it's never actually going to happen. That's a really extreme example. But there are a lot of things that uh, factor into an open relationship and its ability to succeed. Um, my humble opinion, it's playing with fire. Um, so I'll address the negatives first and then I'll talk about the positives. So the first thing is that if you, let's say, you know, it's you who wants to be in an open relationship and you have two boyfriends or two girlfriends or a boyfriend or girlfriend, whatever, there's two people. No matter what, one is going to be better than the other. You know, I don't care if you take LeBron James and Michael Jordan. Both absolutely phenomenal basketball players. One's actually better than the other. They are not equal. You know, or you want to talk about Joe Montana and Tom Brady. Exact same thing. So, no matter how amazing two people may be, one's going to be better than the other. So... There's always going to be, again, not 100%, but generally speaking, there's going to be some type of favoritism or, you know, you have a preference for one over the other one. Uh, the counter argument to that is if you haven't heard of the 80-20 rule, um, it's applied to business. It's applied to relationships. You can apply the 80-20 rule to so many things. But the 80-20 rule, when you're talking about a relationship, what it's saying is that you can't get 100% of your needs met by one person. It's just impossible. It's not going to happen. So generally, why cheating or infidelity happens is you have your primary who is meeting 80% of your needs. However, when that other person comes along and they meet the 20% of the needs that the first person isn't, that's generally why cheating and whatnot happens. So, 
you know, in theory, if you have two people, you're getting 100% of your needs met. So, you know, that would be the counter argument to, you know, you favoring one person over the other. Uh, next question is, do, is it possible to love two people at the same time? Yes, absolutely. It is. Um, I've been in that situation myself before and it is possible, but once again, you're going to go back to the first scenario of, you know, you are going to favor one person over the other. That's just human nature. It's going to be inevitable. Um, another thing to factor in, and a lot of people don't think about this until they're in that situation But, you know, let's say it's, you know, May or whatever, and, you know, you're spending a couple nights with person A and a couple nights with person B. Well, you know, that's great. Things are equal. But one thing you do need to remember is eventually the holidays are going to come. And when I say holidays, I'm talking about days like Valentine's Day, New Year's Eve, Christmas Day, Thanksgiving Day, etc., you're going to have to pick one or the other. Um, you know, you could split the day, but then, you know, someone's, then, you know, you're going to get feelings of jealousy. Well, that's possible. And, you know, that's just, that's a huge thing to factor in, you know, because what happens if, you know, person A's family is having Thanksgiving dinner at, you know, 3 p.m. and person B's, Families having Thanksgiving dinner at 4 p.m. Well, you're between a rock and a hard place there because you're going to have to choose one or the other. And unfortunately, the one you don't choose is going to feel like your backup, your sloppy seconds, etc. You know, those are there's a ton of feelings to navigate there. Um. The next issue I want to address, and this is by far the absolute most fundamentally important aspect of having an open relationship, is trust and communication. Um, the second you're lying to your partner about what you're doing with person B, you're already fucked. And one of the two, if not both of the relationships, are going to fail. Um However, you know, the other side of that is, you know, generally speaking, you know, most people say, oh, my God, I want honesty. It's super important to me, etc. But they don't actually want honesty. They can't actually handle honesty <clears throat> because, you know, think about it. If you were 100 percent brutally honest with your partner about absolutely everything, Chances are they couldn't handle half the shit you're going to tell them. And unfortunately, what happens in most relationships, even in monogamous relationships, is, you know, it's almost like a pretend, for example, you have a son or a daughter, you know, and you tell your kid, you know, I always want you to be honest with me. And one day your kid comes home and says, oh, you know, hey, I, you know, tried marijuana today or you know, I had unprotected sex or whatever it is. And your response is, what the fuck? Blah, 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 blah. And you just absolutely tear their head off. Well, 
You just guaranteed that kid is never going to tell you shit again. And for me personally, when I'm in a relationship, honesty and communication is the most fundamentally important thing. And if you were to talk to my partner, they would tell you that I can actually handle that because, you know, they have told me a lot of things that, you know, most people get upset about. And my response is always, you know, I really appreciate you telling me. And, you know, we drop it right then and there. I might ask a few questions, but that's it. You know, and that does encourage and nurture that environment of honesty and open communication, whatnot. But, um, you know, it's to get to that point is extremely rare. And, you know, just that's one of those things where you really need to look inside and be honest with yourself and, you know, ask yourself, could I actually like deal with and be okay with my partner being brutally honest? You know, because what happens if, you know, your partner tells you, oh yeah, you know, you ask, you know, person A asks you, oh, you know, so how was the sex last night with person B? And they say, oh my God, it was amazing. It was the best sex I ever had. I've never come that hard before. Well, you did tell me you wanted complete honesty, transparency, communication, but you being that level of honest, most people, that's going to really affect their confidence, their ego, and it's going to hurt. It's not something, anything anyone's going to want to hear. So... The thing is, with that one, we get back to the LeBron James and Michael Jordan. One's going to be better than the other. So, you know, and it, it's almost like you can also get into these juvenile dick measuring contests of, oh, well, you know, you went with person B to, you know, this concert. You know, I thought that was our thing. Or you bought person B this and you bought me that. You know, that, that's a more meaningful gift or that's a more expensive gift. So, you know, you are putting yourself in a situation where those two people are constantly going to be comparing themselves to the other one. And it you're going to create that, you know, competitive environment. And, you know, not saying it's like going to be that way 100% of the time. But if you just look at basic human nature, the likelihood of that happening is astronomically high. Um, see some other concerns, you know, just the, you know, jealousy as far as, I mean, you're basically putting yourself in a situation where two people are always going to be in competition with each other. And I don't care how equal you try and make things, things are always going to be somewhat unequal. Uh, one argument to present for why open relationships are good is, you know, if you're the idea that you're only going to be attracted to your partner and only going to want to have sex with your partner for the rest of your life and you're never going to want to be with or never going to be attracted to someone else is absolutely fucking insane. 
that's not possible. You are going to have sexual fantasies and thoughts about other people. You are going to check other people out. That is, you know, uh, basic human nature. And for me, this is just the way my relationships have always been. But, you know, my partner is able to say, you know, oh, my God, you know, that person's really hot or, you know, they're extremely attractive and I don't get jealous or territorial or, you know, anything because I understand that's completely normal and that's something that's going to happen. So, you know, it is, I guess the argument is, you know, those are basic human instincts that's going to happen. So, you know, if we open the relationship, no one has to cheat. And that is a, you know, completely valid argument. But, you know, then if you take that one step further, another thing to consider is, is your partner the type of person that can just have sex and leave it at that? I mean, it's literally a fuck buddy. The only time, you know, your partner text person B is, hey, do you want to get together Friday night? They go over there, they have sex, and then they leave. You know, that's... I think the likelihood of that type of open relationship succeeding is dramatically higher. However, if your partner's the type where they're like me, where they actually, cause for me, the idea of just high fuck by that literally does nothing for me. I'll masturbate 10 times out of 10 before I do that. Um, however, you know, a lot of people are going to want to have some type of connection with that person. So, you know, is it, you know, they're texting with person B on a regular basis. You know, is there some type of connection there? Is it, you know, they go over there and have sex and spend the night. Are they going on, you know, going out to dinner and then having sex? You know, there's a million different variables on this and those types of situations the only thing I can really say on that is, oh, excuse me, that's where you go back to, you know, trust and communication, and whatnot. And the only way in hell an open relationship is going to work in that situation is, you know, do you have, you know, clear boundaries? Do you feel comfortable telling your partner, you know, I'm okay with, you know, this, this, and this, but I'm not okay with, you know, EFG. Uh, and then, you know, the follow-up to that is, is, does your partner love and respect you enough to, you know, respect your boundaries, you know, or your limitations? So, you know, it's, it's kind of one of those things where you need to get, a thousand different stars to align. And is that possible? Yeah, it's possible. But, you know, these are all questions that you need to ask yourself before you go down that road, because I've seen a lot, and I mean a lot, a lot of open relationships fail because they have a great relationship with person A and they open up the relationship. And then before you know it, you know, those lines and those boundaries just keep getting pushed a little further and a little further and a little further. And before you know it, you know, your partner has really strong feelings for person B and they end up leaving you for them. Or, 
you know, it becomes a very unhealthy, toxic environment. There's a million different things that could go wrong. So, I mean, really what it comes down to is a cost-benefit analysis. You know, what do you, what are you hoping to gain by opening up your relationship and what are you risking? Because, you know, with, you know, with so many other things in life, you know, it's not a guaranteed, okay, this is going to work out. So it's just, you really got to ask yourself. And once again, you know, it's probably one of the biggest things is just being honest with yourself because being honest with someone else. Okay. That's a lot easier, but a lot of people struggle with being honest with themselves. Like for me with my past and my childhood and whatnot, um, I cannot be in a situation like at your stereotypical straight club where there's a bunch of douchebag asshole guys and they're, you know, acting in a very degrading or abusive way towards women because that's not going to end well. I, I just, I avoid that environment because I know what I'm capable of and if something triggers that protective side in me, that's just not a situation I can control. So I don't put myself in it. So, you know, just be honest with yourself and ask yourself, you know, could I actually handle my partner having better sex with someone else than they have with me or more sexual chemistry or, you know, ask yourself, you know, there's even little things you don't think about, you know, when let's say you're out to dinner or, you know, you're watching TV with your partner and person B texts them and you see your partner's face light up or them laugh, like, you know, ask yourself, how's that going to affect you? How are you going to deal with that? Because, you know, again, having an open relationship, yes, it can work. I've seen it work. But it also has an incredibly high chance of failure, and it really can be one of those situations where you are opening up Pandora's box, you are playing with fire, and, you know, it can blow up in your face very, very fast. Um, trying to think anything else. Uh... Yeah, no, uh, like I said, you know, honesty, trust, communication, uh, being honest with yourself, you know, putting yourself in those situations, you know, uh, creating, you know, those variables. And, uh, you know, I guess in closing, what I would say is, you know, having an open relationship or a cuckold relationship or so many different things like this, understand that there's a million different variations of it. And, you know, it's great to seek out, you know, people's opinions or there's, you know, poly groups or whatever, but understand that there is no one size fits all. There's no, you know, way of doing it that works for absolutely everyone. Uh, you know, you really need to find out, you know, what works for you and you, your partner. 
you know, because again, that's going to come down to that communication because what works for, you know, Bob and Joe may not necessarily work for the two of you. And I guess, uh, one final thought would be, uh, one thing, I guess, to kind of like put your foot, you know, test the waters, if you will, you know, would be to go to a swingers party or go to a bathhouse or, you know, a sex party or something like that together with your partner, you know, and watch them have sex with another person because, um, at least in my experience, you know, with swingers parties or clubs, uh, people tend to be extremely respectful of relationships and boundaries and consent and things like that. So, you know, that is a way to, you know, I guess, test how you would feel when put in that situation, you know, seeing it or, you know, them, you know, going into a bedroom and having sex with someone else at that party. And then you guys, you know, going home and talking about it after, I would say that's probably the safest way to possibly explore getting into that. But, you know, just really, 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 really think about it. Because if you are in a relationship with someone that's special that you, you know, really do value, this is not something you want to jump right into. Because, like I said before, it can blow up very, very quickly. And I have seen a lot of really great couples. I've watched their relationship dissolve because they got into an open relationship. Well, they opened their relationship up and, you know, all it took was one or two things going wrong and just went off the deep end and, you know, destroyed the relationship. So, uh, if you do have any follow-up questions, um, put them down in the comments. I'll either address them in a future video or in the comments. Uh, if you did like this video again, please like comment, subscribe, share it. And if you guys have any ideas for future videos or anything you'd like me to discuss or touch on, um, please let me know. I would really appreciate it. I hope you enjoyed the video. I hope, uh, you know, it was thought provoking and you're able to take something away from it. I love you all.